everyone, what's up? This week we talk about how to create brand identity, a brand identity that shines, that stands out. Check it out. In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters today is the only way for a business to thrive tomorrow. I appreciate you guys being here. Today, we are talking about how to create a brand identity that shines. You're out there creating content. And if you're listening, hopefully you're out there, you've started. But if you're out there creating content, you might be missing out on some opportunities to be found and to convert the people that find you because of poorly formatted profiles content that doesn't leverage the strengths of the media channel, et cetera, et cetera. So today we're going to talk about how to create a brand that that shines because you've set up the identities in the right places, in the right ways, so that people know what you're all about. So we're talking about that. We'll get into the details of it. But first, if you'd like to refer back to any of the specific lessons from today's episode, make sure to go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash 132 for the full blog and downloadable resources for this specific episode. That's brandsonbrands.com forward slash 132. Also, I do help people develop their personal brands. That's what I do. If you'd like me to audit your podcast idea or your marketing plan for your content, go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash coach, and we can set up a call for a free consultation. You and me having a chat, connecting to see if there's something we can do to help each other. All right, now let's jump into the show. Brands on brands. All right, how to create a brand identity that shines. Like I said, if you're out there creating content, I want to make sure you are building it in a way that follows the guidelines of the channels you're putting it on, that helps you stand out, that helps you position yourself. And when people look for you, they find something that really reflects who you are and what you're all about. So we're going to start by going through three different ideas, three sets of priority items that you should be looking at every time you're out there trying to make sure you have your brand identity built. So we're going to go through these three items. And then after that, we're going to dive into the channels individually. So we'll look at podcasts, we'll look at videos for you video creators out there, we'll look at blogs, and we'll go through piece by piece how you can build your brand identity in these formats. So here are the three items. The first is going to be your bios, your biographies, your profiles, your cover art, all the things that represent you as a profile. The second thing we're going to go through is episode headlines and thumbnails, those little callouts, the titles, the things that set you apart and grab attention for your content. And the third thing will be content categories, keywords, and tags. How These are the things that identify you in the theme or the area of expertise that you like to work in. So those are the three sections, We're talking profiles, headlines, and keywords, essentially. So let's go through the first one, which is biographies, profiles, and cover art. So 
The reason I want to bring this one up today is first impressions matter. And your first impression online for most of your social channels or your content channels, such as a blog, a YouTube channel, or a podcast, it's going to start when people look for you, they find you. It's going to start with your biography, your profile, or your cover art. And that's what's going to define who you are. That first impression is what they're going to see and what's going to define who you are. And what you want them to see, let's say that they they log in and they try to find you on Instagram and you have a profile there, or they log into your podcast and they look at your cover art. What you want them to see is who you are, who you can help, and how you help them. You want that to be apparent right off the bat. And a lot of us figure that out in terms of you know if, how we're going to introduce ourselves, maybe at a networking event, but we don't follow through in defining that in our profiles. And that's a big miss because right after someone meets you, they're going to go check you out in some online channel. And if you haven't consistently put that same information and support across all those channels, you're going to be missing out. And so think about that. Are you on your podcast description defining who you are, who you can help, and how you help them? Or when you go to your YouTube channel and you have that first video that is your profile feature video and the about description, are you explaining in that video and in that description who you are, who you can help, and how you help them? And then on your social channels, are you the same thing in your bios describing who you are, how you can help, and who you want to help, those three things that we mentioned before. So the other thing, so besides getting the content right and putting it all in all these places consistently, you want to make sure you also are thinking about how that content is presented in terms of how it looks, how it sounds. And the better you write it or the better you show it with images and with graphics in like a more high-end design type way or high-end copywriting type way, the better you write and describe it with accuracy and clarity, what that is, the better it comes off in terms of your brand, the impression you're making on people with your brand identity. So look at how you're writing it. Does it sound like something that you'd be proud of? And then also you should be adding some personality to that. Does the words you use or do the words you use that describe who you are and who you can help and how you help them, does it bring your personality to the forefront? Do they know what kind of person they're going to be working with based on your brand voice and how you talk and how you spin the words to explain those things? You want to make sure your personality comes through. Also, are you including some kind of social proof that shows why people should trust you? And honestly, the final piece of all this and the most important piece is, are you clear? Do you have clarity in how you present yourself? Because if you aren't being very clear and articulate in what you're all about and what you stand for in a very simple way, if you can't be clear in who you are, if you can't be clear in who you can help, and if you're not clear on how you help them, then they don't know if you're for them. And that can be very simple. A couple sentences. doesn't have to be a long-winded write-up. And honestly, that's why these profiles, they give you such a short amount of space anyway. I don't think that's great because that keeps you focused. So you have to be able to use those areas appropriately. So that's the first one, you know, leveraging your profiles appropriately across all the media channels. The second is episode headlines and thumbnails. Honestly, you talk to any media guru out there, any media expert that's been doing this a reasonable amount of time, and you pick their brains on 
how can I get a little more viewership of, of my videos or a few more listens of my podcast or people to pick my article to read? And a lot of them will tell you right off the bat, let's look at your headlines. Think about your emails. Like, what emails do you think get open the most? The ones with the catchiest headlines that really speak to the audience and entice them to want to read more. It's true of everything. Same thing with video search on YouTube. The headlines that are thought out, that use the right keywords, that are attention-grabbing, that leverage the power of the search engine and use the right words, those episode headlines determine whether you get shown to people and then whether they click you or not. So the most important thing you can do to be found is use the right headlines. And if you're skipping this and you've created this amazing content, but you've taken the easy way out and not put a lot of work into your episode headlines, you're going to be missed. They're not going to find you. It's actually more important that you get the headlines right and the thumbnails right, which are the pictures you use to describe your content. The most important thing you can do is get those right so that people can find you. Once they find you, then the content has to be good to keep them there. But if they don't find you in the first place, then you're doing all this work for nothing. So your episode headlines, uh, here's what you do to make them good. You need to provide relevant solutions for your audience, and it needs to show up right there in the title of the episodes. And you, you need to use the words that they use. You need to say it how they would say it. You need to keep it simple. And what I do is I actually had to refine my, my approach to this because I didn't know what keywords people were searching for. I just used something that I thought was attention grabbing, which I think a lot of us do. We, we go, well, what would stand out? Uh, what would entice people to say to use this? But if you don't use the words they use, then you're not going to pop up when they type the words that they would use in the search engine. Something very simple, like the word brand identity is my keyword for this episode. Even though in my mind, I was like, let's talk about the social media guidelines for your profiles. Those, that's not what people type in. They type in words like brand identity. That's a heavier searched word. So I need to fill my content into that keyword and basically say, okay, the content's the content, but what am I going to call it that brings people in? I got to use these words that they use. And I need to keep it simple. Being clever does not work when people are trying to find you. You might need one clever word, but beyond that, the rest of it needs to just be simple and make sense. Uh, You do need to grab attention. You need to be creative. And the way to be creative is to think about the emotion you want them to feel and the emotion you want to convey and be empathetic to actually what are they feeling and thinking when they're typing these things in? What are they looking for that's going to relate to them? And if you can do that with your episode headlines, you're on your way. So think about your episode headlines and think about the thumbnails the same way. The, The graphics you use to catch people's attention might be the other thing. So on YouTube, this is huge. One of the most important things you can do on YouTube besides your headline is your thumbnail is to create a graphic that is simple, that catches their attention, that uses maybe four to six words only. And then an image that's, you know, if it's a face, that's awesome because faces are usually shown to perform pretty high. You know, the an emotional face that someone's making, whether it's a smile, a laugh, a cry, a funny face, whatever it is, and zoom in on that face. Those are the kinds of things that get people's attention and get them to click. So the, the thumbnails and the headlines you use are what bring people into the content. And it's one of the most important things. So if you're missing that, you're missing your chance to convert and for your brand identity to shine. And the consistency of those things, the consistency of you having clear headlines, of you having thumbnails that match each other, that reflect your brand, are what create your brand identity. 
people are going to be looking at your channels and looking at these things to see, does this work for me? Is this the kind of person I want to listen to? So that's the second thing. The third thing in our group here of items you need to use to create your brand identity that shines, that stands out, is you need to be thinking about your content categories, your keywords, and your tags. So keywords are not a new thing. Tagging is not a new thing. Categories is not a new thing. But if you want to be findable on these media channels, you need to make sure you're putting yourself into the category where people would expect to find you. So that, for example, my content is about marketing and personal branding. I need to make sure that I'm showing up within the marketing category. And how do I do that? Well, I have to actually select that my content shows up in that category. I have to use keywords that categorize myself there. And I need to use tags that call those things out that fit into that category. A blog is a perfect example. You actually get to choose how you categorize your blog. And it needs to be pretty top end. So for me, I might say, okay, personal branding is one category of content. A lot of my content is about personal branding. Content marketing might be another category. And entrepreneurship might be a category. You know, you got to choose the things that you want to be found for. But then when I tag the individual articles, I need to make sure that they fit. So if it's something within the realm of marketing and I have, I'm interviewing a Facebook guest or an Instagram guest or a, someone who's an expert on blogging, I need to make sure I have tags that reflect that. So that when someone looks into my content and they want to know specifically about Facebook ads, they can just look at the tag for that and say, okay, here's all the different articles and guests that have been interviewed regarding Facebook ads. It's your job to organize your content in a way that helps people find it. So being findable is you selecting the right category. Same thing if, you know, you want to be found within a podcast search engine, like an iTunes, you need to make sure that you've chosen the relevant category that your show falls into. So me, you know, marketing's great. That's what I'm all about. But if I chose, you know, career advice as the content category, I might be bigger than a lot of the shows that are in there. But I'm not going to be found or be relevant because the people that are looking for shows in that category are looking for shows that aren't mine. So, you know, you got to think about not just how do you hack a system, but how do you make sure you're finding the right people that are actually looking for you? So choosing your categories are important. And then part of this uh, is a little bit about curation. You can, I'm sure, talk about a lot of different topics in your field and a little bit of extensions. You might get into mindset and the feelings and emotions and then also the advice and the expertise and all these other things. But if you get a little too far off topic or a little bit too broad, you're not going to be curating an experience for your audience. So you need to be thinking about that. Does everything I, I build help relate to one particular topic or not? I'm not saying you have to get super niche, but I'm saying you do need to create a bunch of content within a particular topic category so that people understand that this is what you're all about. You're positioning yourself in a category. And to do that, you need to make sure that you are helping curate your content into categories that make sense. And beyond that, you need to take them on a journey. If you want them to stick with your content, you need to let them know, okay, well, you were curious about this one thing within this category, but by the way, here's all the other things that you would want to know. And what's the highest level piece of content that you want to drive them towards? So if you are teaching people how to, you know, something in the category of blogging, for example, you might teach them, you know, how to find a website provider or a host. You might show them how to create clever subtitles and titles or whatever, how to add graphics to their blogs. You might teach them all of these things, but each of them at the end of it, you have to say, by the way, if you want to learn how to start a blog, 
go to my main article, my pillar content on how to start a blog, top to bottom. It should be driving them to your most important content. That way you show them, this is everything you need to know in this category. And by the way, this is the most important thing you could do and you should save this and share with people and whatever else. It helps you not only establish yourself as being an expert or being known for this particular topic or category, but also it keeps the users in your world to show them the next piece of content they can be consuming. Because guess what? They don't always know what they don't know. They don't know what the next thing is that they should be learning. They're like, I was curious about this one thing. I didn't realize I also needed to know these five other things to get good at this category that I'm trying to get good at. So you can show them the way by using content categories to classify all the things that you're teaching into this one bucket. So people can kind of go through the list and and check them all off. So that's the importance of that. So those three things, again, the first one was biographies, profiles, and cover art. The second was episode headlines and thumbnails. And the third is content categories, keywords, and tags. All of these are really important priority items to be thinking about when you're creating a brand identity that shines. This is like the where. It's like, where are you creating this brand identity? It's in all of these places. These are the places that if you do them right, the content behind it, the the information you're building behind it will be findable, will shine, will stand out because you've done these other things to keep people engaged. So now let me dive into some of the specific areas real quick to give you some ideas, some tools, some resources. So for podcasting, let's start there. For podcasting, one of the ways you can really represent yourself after you've created an amazing graphic design for your cover, that's probably the first thing you did before you even built it. I actually even do episode art and I use Canva, canva canva.com. You can go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash Canva if you want to link to that. Uh, I'll be sharing some links with you today that if you click them, I might get some kind of bonus for doing that or some kind of, you know, whatever pennies are throwing at me for for helping, but it doesn't cost you anything extra. It's just a link to make it convenient. So brandsonbrands.com forward slash Canva. And I'll put all these links in the show notes. If you go to there, you can design your cover art and design episode art that makes sense to get people's attention for your show. The next thing for your podcast is you might want to promote it with an audiogram. That's a graphic image and a waveform with a clip from your actual show to help promote it. That's how people are seeing your show for the first time in a lot of cases, because not a lot of people are searching for podcasts in a podcast player. They're actually searching for it on social. So how do you build your brand identity for the podcast? You might have to do it off of the podcast platform and bring people in through social media. One of the tools I love to use is Get Audiogram. Uh, You can go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash Get Audiogram to check that out. And it's one of my favorite audiogram ones. I tested like nine of them out, guys, and this is the best one for it for doing that for me. And then the last piece was Fusebox. Fusebox is a podcast player that you can embed on your website into your blog posts. So if you want your episode to show up with a better user experience and a better branded player that shows and highlights your show and other episodes, then that might be something for you to consider. Like this is how you're showing up and how you are letting them know that this is something that's important to you. You might have to also build in a player that's uh, like fusebox.fm. You can go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash fusebox to check that out. And you know these are just options for you to think about how can my, my brand identity shine for each of these things. The next one, let's talk about video for a second here. For video, one of my favorite things is if you're gonna go do video, I think going live for people that are just starting out is probably easier. It's a little less 
intensive in terms of getting like the perfect background and office setup and a bookcase in the background, a lot of stuff. You can just stream from somewhere in your house that is relatively good looking. If you do it live, they're a little more forgiving about the content and the background because you are there just showing up. And so it doesn't need to be more produced. They're more forgiving because they realize this is a live stream. So what I love is you can go to a tool like StreamYard and just go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash StreamYard to check that out. It's what I use. And you can create a branded background and frame for your show. It doesn't take much work. You can use Canva again to do that. But every time you turn on your show, now instead of just your living room background or whatever you're in your office background, you can actually create borders and titles and embed them on your graphics on top of your stream to show people that you are a little bit more professional. StreamYard is amazing for that. And you don't just have to live stream. You can just record it there in the platform and then save it and download it for later. But that's a great way to do it. And then another great tool for research to get some of the keywords we've been talking about for video uh, helps you. It suggests tags for you and lets you know how things are doing and tells you extra steps you can take to make your videos more findable is TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is a great resource for that. It's something I'm using right now. And you can go to brandsonbrands.com slash TubeBuddy to check that out. One more way that you can, again, make sure you're being categorized correctly, getting the right keywords and tags editing your episode headlines and things like that so that you are findable. And they even help with thumbnails if you need that. So depending on what level you kind of get into there. And then another example, if you jump to blogs, let's get into that for a second. I mean, for me, this is really important for anyone. That's Even if you're doing video or podcasts first, your blog should contain your videos or your podcasts. And it's one of the harder things to build correctly. A lot of people try to shortcut it and just do show notes. But for me, a blog is hugely important. So I even started to go back. I learned how to blog, went back re and refreshing all of my podcast posts to not just be show notes, to be actually full on blogs. And one of the amazing tools I've discovered for that is, uh, well, I have a few of them, but let's go through some of them. One is Yoast.com. It's probably one of the more popular ones. You can go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash Yoast to get forwarded to that. Yoast.com is... Something you can embed, It's uh, if you have a WordPress site, it's a plugin that you just turn on and use. And it tells you, like, are you using enough keywords in your copy, in your text to make sense for this blog? Like if you say this blog is all about brand identity, but then you don't use the word brand identity in the post multiple times, then the search engines won't know that this is what this article is about. You need to help them figure out what the articles are about. Uh, I'm not saying you go crazy and add the keyword a million times. It'll actually tell you this is the right amount of times to use it for an article of this length or for a blog of this length. So Yoast.com is one of the industry standards for this. If you're in it, you should know that. Also, if you're just getting started and you haven't even launched a website and you're like, don't know where to go, that's a whole other thing. You can Google how to launch a website. But uh, one of the partners out there that's highly recommended is Bluehost for you finding your website domain and and paying to have that hosted, you can go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash Bluehost for that. So just wanted to get that out of the way. But Yoast, for me, has been one of the most important things in getting that that accomplished, other than actually having going through and learning blogging from the experts in the industry, actually to learn that part. And then this is one of the tools I use. Grammarly is another one that I use to help me make sure that I'm not spelling things wrong or using sentences incorrectly, because my grammar is not the best all the time. So 
sometimes there's just words that just need to be fixed or sentences that need to be rewritten in a way that just is better correct grammar in English. So Grammarly is great for that. You can go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash Grammarly and check that out. And then honestly, there's two other pieces, some bonuses I'll give you here uh, to help you guys out. After you do all of this, I'm going to end this episode pretty soon. After you do all of this stuff, one of the most important things you can do in all of this is to bring people into your world in terms of signing them up for an email list so that you can send them your work more regularly. Because most of these places, they don't all end up being people that subscribe or that will see your video a second time. But if you can get them onto your email list, now you control the conversation and your branding can show up however you want it to within your email as you send it. You can, it's easier actually to sell and to talk to your customers about the things you actually do and you can help them with in an email rather than in a video where they don't want to hear all that stuff. They just want to get the answers they're looking for. But if you want to sell them something, get them on your email list and then talk about your your services. The email provider I use is ConvertKit. That's brandsonbrands.com forward slash ConvertKit. It's one of the best decisions I made in terms of changing over email providers. Uh, HubSpot was not for me. It's just way too expensive for the entrepreneurs out there that aren't huge, massive businesses. But ConvertKit's amazing. It's used by some of the top experts out there. And it's a great way to create landing pages, manage your email list, create little lead magnets, and you can just embed that in your content. So ConvertKit's awesome. And then a new one that I use that I'm still off and on with right now is called Designer. This actually takes my content like a blog and converts it into a PDF that I can send you guys via email. So if you ever want a copy of my episodes, just ask and I can send you it via email. So if you want to just something, have something you can print out and have at your desk. Designer is cool for that. That's just go to brandsonbrands.com slash designer. That's design with two R's at the end. So D-I-S-I-G-N-R-R. So brandsonbrands.com slash design R-R. Check that out. So lots of hopefully tools that you guys can use there. But what I want you guys to take away is your brand identity is more than, you know, you coming up with the cool thing you say about yourself. It really is what you do to go the extra step to make sure that that information is showing up in the right places, in the right formats. And you can write all this stuff down so that you now have these guidelines that you put. And every time you change something, you know, okay, I have to make remember to change it on these social profiles. And I need to change it in my thumbnails and in my headlines. And just to make sure that you're going through all these this checklists of things and saying, okay, did I think about my content categories and my keywords? Did I update my headline to be something that people are actually searching for? Did I change my thumbnail? Did I, in my biography, still highlighting something that matters? Going through all of that is what's important. And if you'd like to create that brand identity that is consistent, that's what I'm talking about here, that's consistent across all of your media channels, be sure to take a close look and be more thoughtful about those priority items we spoke about today. Biographies, headlines, keywords. And remember, building your brand is a journey. This is just one step in the process. I know it feels like a lot. Every day you're learning something new, but that's how it's supposed to be. And just pick one thing at a time. Tackle little items each day and move forward. That's what I'm doing. I hope this is helpful for you. I hope these tactics that we shared today were useful. If you did enjoy the show, it would really help me to, if you can literally stop, take a screen grab today and tag me on Instagram at Brandon Berkmeyer. No joke, guys. This is one of the most important things you can do as a fan to support me. If you've been listening, then this is what you could do to give back. Take a screen grab, tag me on Instagram and share it and say what you got out of this episode or that you enjoyed it. And that would be huge. So thank you for listening. I will continue to bring these tips every other week with solo shows. And then each other week after, you know, beyond that is interviews. 
And I hope you guys are enjoying that. And thank you for listening. And I'll catch you guys next time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to brandandbrands.com for more resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandandbrands.com.